What is going on, everybody? What's up? Hello again. Bienvenidos. Welcome to episode number four of the White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. What is going on, people? Thanks for coming back here to the White Tiger Podcast. I am your host, Craig Castelletto, and I am very thankful that you're here. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you how I was both a police officer and an inmate at the same time. Also, I'm going to tell you that why getting promoted could possibly and potentially be the worst thing that could happen to you. And also, do you think you're a leader or want to be one? Well, it just comes down to one vital, specific, and important word. So let's go out there and send it. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for being here. I can't believe it. I made it to episode four, so this is a achievement. So thank you for being along for the ride. If this is your first episode, I urge you to check out one, two, and three. They're pretty entertaining. I think you're going to get a laugh out of it. And I think you may take away something productive that may help you, which is really the most important thing. And that's kind of why I'm doing this, to help you guys out because, you know, that's the most important thing. And you guys are helping me out by giving me some feedback. And again, I always stress, even if it's bad, let me know. I'm always aiming to improve. And believe me, I'm not perfect. So shoot me your emails, text messages, send a carrier pigeon, clap some coconuts, whatever it takes. I'll hear you. So anyway, in the first episode, you may have come to the conclusion that I spent a majority of my life working in law enforcement, working as a police officer, a detective, and so on and so forth. But what you may not know, which I failed to mention to you, is that I was also an inmate. Makes you scratch your head. It's like, wait a minute, how can this guy be a police officer and inmate at the same time? Well, it's an interesting story. So working as a police officer, just like with any job, you know, I came into the job just enjoying what the hell I was doing. I thought it was awesome. I get to carry a gun for a living. I get to have authority to tell people what to do. And when you're in your mid to late 20s, that's pretty cool, you know? Um, At the same time, I think as you mature, because it comes down to maturity too, you learn to appreciate really what's very important about what you do. And it's about really providing a service because that's what it is. So people would ask me and people that were interested in knowing what I was doing because I think I was, for the most part, very secretive with what I did uh, for various reasons. But I always tell people I'm in the service industry. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. I said, yeah, it's, it's customer service. And that's really what it is. It's customer service. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And for the first five years of my career, I just wanted to learn the job just like with anything else. I mean, people get into work and they're like, you know, let me just uh, get familiar with what I need to do. And then, 
you know, through the first, um, you know, four or five years, you become proficient in what you're doing. Uh, you feel comfortable with answering calls and helping people out and encountering various life and death situations or very uh, stressful and crazy situations. And um, you feel a little bit more confident. And then you, you developed your skill enough to want to hopefully pass it on to other people. Now, not to go off on a tangent, but I did find some people, and there are people out there that were very proficient, but for whatever reason, refused to pass the information on. And maybe they felt like it was threatening to them to actually share all this information that they accumulated through the course of their career. And, and I've seen some people just like blow it out of the water. I mean, they, they were great, but for whatever reason, I think they felt like they were giving up like, you know, a map to a hidden treasure. Like if I show you this, then, you know, who am I going to be? Like, I'm not going to be as important. I, I think that was maybe the underlying reason, but for whatever reason, there were those people that didn't do that. And then there were other people who wanted to pass it along. And I kind of felt like I wanted to be that person because I didn't think it was fair for me to to learn all these things, take advantage of all this training and all these different resources that I was getting just to keep it to myself. Because in the end, when I was finished with that part of my life, there's a good chance I probably wasn't going to use it anymore. So I really would want to help somebody else along the way. So I had the opportunity to do that. And then I got a chance to work and train people and uh, especially new guys coming out of the police academy, which was very rewarding for me and especially to see them succeed, uh, which I thought was really awesome. Um, and, and, and the majority of it was just giving them the basics and they're the ones that really went out there and actually did the work and actually were successful. You know, you just kind of point people in the right direction and say, hey, listen, this is what's expected of you. And they either sink or swim based on their own performance. So... I was very fortunate to have that opportunity and then it came time for what I call like this gray cloud time period. And it's one of those things where you you know you want to get to the next stage but you know getting to that next stage is out of your control. And what I mean by that is is that there's sometimes very limited opportunities to advance. Uh, whether it be in a law enforcement career uh, in the public sector or whether it be in any type of job in the private sector, whether it's the limited amount of chances or whether it be something you said or something you did that you feel that may hinder you from getting an opportunity. And, and basically what I'm talking about here is, is promotion, is that having that opportunity to advance, to get promoted. And I could tell you, and, and please tell me that I could tell you at least in the law enforcement field, and you could tell me what it is in the private sector, because I'm thinking it's kind of the same, is that there's certain things that come with getting promoted uh, that are in your control and there's some things that are out of your control. So to give you an example, some of the things that are in your control are your work performance and what you do. So if you have a good work ethic, you take your job seriously and you're doing your thing, you have success, that is going to typically bode well for you when it comes time to be considered for a new position or a, a promotion. The problem is, is that the opposite works also, meaning that if you fuck up or you make a mistake, there's a good chance, and sometimes it's never said to you, it's something that you think about, and sometimes you hear it through other people or whatever, but sometimes you got to take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, sometimes when you fuck up or you say something that you maybe shouldn't have said or do something that you didn't do, sometimes that has a negative impact on you getting that opportunity. 
and it doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are and that's what your work ethic is. But listen, we're all human. Sometimes it happens. And there's other times that you just feel like, hey, listen, I want to speak my mind. I want to be true to myself and I just want to say what I want to say. So there lies the problem. I think what happens is, is that a lot of times the majority of people have opinions. We all have our opinions and we may not necessarily agree with the way things are going or we may not necessarily agree with how the advancement process works and in turn it causes us to alter our behaviors and what I mean by that is sometimes we don't say what we want to say because we're afraid it's going to be counted against us or sometimes if we do fuck up we're going to be like oh shit I just blew my opportunity here and they don't come around that often or I'm going to set a negative stereotype or I'm going to set some type of a negative thought in someone's mind that they're never going to forget and I'm going to get stuck with this for the rest of my career. And for some, listen, I don't know, I don't necessarily gather this being in the private sector because I, I think in the private sector, people move around pretty a lot and tell me if I'm wrong, but I, at least in the public sector, for those who don't know, I mean, when you're in, you're in, you're in not for five years, not for 10 years, typically 20 plus years, if you're lucky to walk away with something. And that's really kind of once you're in, you're in. And people who be like, oh, shit, I, I messed up or I said something could be like, holy shit, now I got to spend the next 10, 15 years of my freaking career doing the same damn thing and I'm not going to be freaking happy. And which brings on stress and it brings on so-and-so and it brings on a lot of negative things. So the problem is, and ultimately where you become kind of a prisoner in your own environment is that you think twice about saying certain things and you think twice about doing things and you feel like maybe you have to act a certain way that's not typically you because if you don't, you're not going to get an opportunity because those are the things, like I said before, there's the what's in your control and what's out of your control. What's out of your control is the people making the decisions and what they think and their process and whatever they feel is important. Because that could be drastically different than what you're doing. And that lies the problem. I mean, there's a certain part of it that's completely out of control. And, and the thing too is, is that when that control is only in the hands of a small number of people, it becomes even more difficult. So you really are an inmate or a prisoner of your own environment. So you can be, yeah, you're a police officer in a, in a law enforcement career, but at the same time, you're, you can't do the things that you want to do. Sometimes you can't say the things that you want to say. And you could say them, but you don't know how it's going to shoot you in the foot. And there's certain things you can do, but you don't know how that's going to come bite you later. So there's kind of like this aura or this kind of like cloud of gray, like I say, that you're just like, I don't know. It's safe for me just not to say anything or do anything because I don't want to hold anything against me. And then you become really, really focused on what other people think. And you shouldn't be worried about what other people are thinking. Only one thing that's important is worried about what you're thinking. And as you get older and you have more responsibility, whether it be a family or a spouse or whatever the case may be, then the responsibility is like, hey, listen, my most important thing is making sure the people that I'm close to are, are safe and they're provided for and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's crazy. You become like a prisoner. You cannot, or you're deterred from making decisions 
and doing things that you would in fear of some type of like retaliation. Not someone coming and punching you in the face type of retaliation and knocking on your door and burning down your house, but on like, hey, you're not going to get the opportunity. You're not going to get promoted because I just don't like you because you're a dick or because you're, you fucked up and I'm not going to forget it. Or I remember that time, you know, you said something stupid and I'm never going to forget it. For whatever reason, I'm going to hold a grudge. And listen, the people making the decisions are human too. So, yeah, they're going to make their decisions based on stupid stuff too. And for some people, that could be life-changing, whether it be from a money position because sometimes some people need the promotion because they need to, for, for them to sustain themselves and their family and their lifestyle. Then it's, a lot of it's an ego thing. It's like, well, listen, I'm not successful unless I get promoted because for me, success equals promotion. For me, not literally, but just in general, for some people, that, that's true. And we lose fact that it's, you know, the process of getting there, which is really the, the promotion, the stuff that you learn and all those things it takes to get to that is, is really the best part. It's not the actual getting the position because you realize that once you do get the position, you're like, all right, now I'm here. Now it's what's next. Just like, all right, I made a million dollars. Now what am I going to do? Now I'll make another million dollars and then I'll make a billion dollars and I'll make a trillion dollars. And then I'll own every possible toy in the world. And when is it ever enough? So... Yes, you can be an inmate and a prisoner at the same time, or you can, I'm sorry, you can be an inmate and a police officer at the same time. And a lot has to do with the environment. It's kind of like what I spoke about in the first episode about escaping your cage, but that's kind of a cage you put yourself in. You know, one of those things, and you know what the funny part is, is that sometimes even when you don't have the cage around you anymore, you're still conditioned to think those same way and do those same things because that's all you've ever done. You know, so the way you've been acting at work, you take it home and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's pretty shitty. I've seen a lot of good, good people pretty stressed out for most of their career. And, um, a lot of people who I felt like should have gotten an opportunity never did, but you know what? Respect is a big thing. You know, doesn't mean you're just because you're at the top of the food chain, so to speak, doesn't mean you have everybody's respect. And for me, respect is much more important than any type of title because titles really don't mean anything. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the leadership part in a little bit, but yeah. But, um, and, and that's the whole thing with the promotion part. Because, you know, guys, hey, you know, it's so funny because I, I, <laughs> I've seen people, they're just like, listen, when I get promoted, that's it. And they do whatever they take. And you could tell they're being such a dick and a douche and just being, and you're like, please stop. Just please stop. Just be yourself. Get out, get out of this, this attitude or this, this, and don't just be yourself, but they're conditioned, you know, it's just, it's just, they're important. That's just important. So, and that's really kind of where the, uh, promotion could possibly be the worst thing to happen to you because it really freaking changes the way that you freaking think, or it could. And listen, I'm not saying that this works or this is the same process for everybody, but I think a lot of people share in this. I've heard a lot of people talk about it and they go through the same things, you know, and especially when you're the company guy or gal and you're busting your ass and you're doing everything that you think you need to do to get an opportunity. And again, it, it, everyone's motivation is different. And then you don't get that opportunity. It gets a little frustrating because you feel like you're doing everything you need to do, and it, and it kind of sucks. And then, and here's the big one. Here's the big kick in the nuts. 
when someone else gets the opportunity that you feel hasn't done shit. And again, listen, we've all dealt with this, I'm sure. We've all had encountered some situation, I think, in our lifetime, depending on your work experience. And obviously, the longer you've been in the workforce, you've probably seen this, is having that person or persons who hasn't done shit, who's been treading water, who's not maybe the go-getter, or hasn't been, is not putting up their hand and saying, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes, or putting in the extra hours of the time because or the sacrifice, who gets the opportunity for those reasons I spoke about before that are out of your control. Or maybe it's the small group of people uh, that are making that decision, and that really freaking drives you nuts. So you think about it. What's, what the hell is the solution to all this? You know, I mean, you get caught up in this whole, yeah, I want to advance, whether it be for selfish reasons or because I want to give back to people or because I want to make more money or whatever it is. Like, what's the solution? The only thing I could think of, and please let me know if you have some good stuff out there, because the only thing I could think of is just not giving a fuck. Because if you care, if it only is worth what you make it worth. If it's worth that much to you, then it's going to cause you stress and anxiety and it's going to leak into other parts of your life. But if you don't give a shit, you know, then it's, then it's not so bad. And again, I go back to some of those people and listen, I think everybody who has, who's the go-getter, like very tenacious about going after it and, and wanting to succeed, I think everybody wants that opportunity. Whether they tell it to you or not, I think everybody wants to get an opportunity. I think at some point, you're just like either you don't believe in leadership or you don't believe in the system and it gets you to the point where like, you know what, it doesn't really matter to me because I just don't believe in the the process or the leaders for me to want to feel good about jumping into the next part of my life, that next position. But yeah, I've seen guys just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore and don't lose sleep over it. Or maybe they do, but you know what? I think really that's kind of the only antidote for that whole thing is just not giving a shit because life is rigged too short. And just remember the position is not going to define who you are and the cream always rises to the top. People know it. People know it and they see it. Your actions and who you are and who you represent and how you represent yourself is ultimately what tells the story about who you are. And it's not a title because the titles don't. I've seen people with titles and I completely tell you I had absolutely zero respect for them. Yeah, they have a title, but it doesn't mean shit. I don't respect who they are. I don't think what they're doing is right. I mean... Some of the times I felt like it wasn't even earned, but, you know, just my opinion. But yeah, don't, maybe it's just not getting hung up on titles, but trying to get into that advancement promotion and so on and so forth and getting involved and thinking about that. We all go through it if we're out there wanting to go out and, and bust our ass and, and move up. Um, we all go through the similar things. You may agree or disagree with some of the stuff that I said, but yeah, it sucks. And it's very, it could be one of the worst things you can go through. Because uh, especially if you want it badly. And again, most of the people who, who want more want it. And I get it. And for the people who don't, just like they're cool with the way things are, then it's, it doesn't affect them as much. But it's crazy. It's crazy, I could tell you. And to be honest, from personal experience, towards the end of my career, I got the opportunity to get promoted. And I was super excited about it and felt very fortunate because 
uh, the number of positions were very limited. But in the end, I mean, did it change anything? Not really. I actually wound up leaving shortly thereafter, but didn't change anything. I was making a little more money, but I didn't, you know, look at myself in the mirror and say, man, you're the best now. You're a success. You know, people are going to respect you now because you have a title. Nothing changed. Oh, and by the way, the people that thought I was a nice guy before still thought I was a nice guy. And the people who thought I was a douchebag before still thought I was a douchebag. So really, nothing really changed. But, you know, whatever. It's all right. It's all good. Hey, since we're talking about promotion and leadership, it makes me think about all those people I know that are really, truly leaders. And I, if you're listening, want to thank you for helping me out for showing me the way, for telling me to get my head out of my ass when I needed to get my head out of my ass or get out of my own way. And uh, I want to thank you. I appreciate it. You've definitely made an impact on my career and my life, and I thank you. But it makes me think. It's like what one single word made those people different from everybody else? Now, I happen to be surfing the internet recently. I was bored. I wanted to see if I could find some good information. And I came across a video about how great leaders inspire action by Simon Sinek. Now, some of you guys may know Simon Sinek. Um, If you don't know him, he's an author, motivational speaker. Um, He's just a smart dude. And I know recently he uh, got a lot of uh, press on a interview he gave in reference to millennials, which you could probably check out on YouTube or something like that. But um, if you haven't seen him, check him out. It's definitely worthwhile. I, I think he, he's right on with a lot of things he said. But anyway, he, he had this video about how great leaders in, uh, inspire action. And I was thinking about, talks really the difference between leaders and managers. I mean, you know, you may have a manager uh, who's put in a position of authority that, you know, has, just tells people what to do. It's like, hey, you, I- I'm telling you what to do because I was given the authority to tell you what to do and you're going to do it as opposed to being a leader. Now, there's a there's for me and you would see in this video there's a clear difference between a leader and a manager. I think most people, um, from speaking to other people in various different professions, uh, work with and for managers. I think they don't look at them as leaders, and really what it comes down to is one single important and vital word, which I think most effective managers lack or actually they don't have because they're managers and that one word is inspiration because really true leaders inspire you know if you're if you can inspire people they'll do anything for you i've worked for a few and with a few of those people and especially in in a law enforcement profession i mean they could cost you your life. You know, you follow somebody, you, you know, when they give you direction, you do it because you trust that what they're telling you is, is going to help you, is going to potentially keep you safe. And, um, they inspired you. And and Simon Sinek in this video talks about, it gives various different examples of different people. Um, and I don't want to ruin it because you, so you should watch it, but yeah, it's, it comes down to inspiring people to get them to believe in what you're doing. And that's the stuff that lasts. People 
that's the the stuff that, that these workplace, these cultures, these positive work cultures are built upon. Inspiring people to believe in what you're doing and working together as a team. Being that type of person that says, well, I'm not going to let you do anything that I wouldn't do. And guys respect that. And gals respect that. And there are not many of them out there. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people are more worried about themselves and could give a shit less about the people that they manage, which makes them managers, but not leaders. And it's inspiring those people that is really important. And if you can inspire people to believe in a common cause about whether it be providing a service or selling a product or whatever it is, you guys could be completely unstoppable. It's, it's pretty damn powerful. And I got to tell you, uh, when I first started my job, I worked with one of those guys. He was my training officer. And, um, dude, talk about respect. I had a ton of respect for that guy. And I still do. I don't, I don't, I talk to him here and there, but we, uh, have a ton of respect for him. And always did. And I remember uh, my first night on the job, my first day, well, actually my first night at the police academy, I I was assigned to a night shift and I was working overnights. And um, there was a uh, major accident on an interstate uh, in the jurisdiction that I worked. And um, we went up there to to direct traffic. And uh, while we're directing traffic, this car comes down with these two young girls and it comes up to us. It comes up to him actually. And... They wanted to know if they could get by. And to be honest, listen, if, if if you're a police officer and you have you set out cones and flares and barricades, it's pretty obviously clear that you can't get by, but still people come up and ask, hey, can I get by? Can I get through there? You would think it's pretty self-explanatory, but you'd be surprised some of the questions that people ask. So anyway, they got the, no, you can't. And uh, while he was talking to them, he made a determination that, it appeared that they may have been drinking. Maybe he detected the odor of some alcohol or an alcoholic beverage coming from the car or whatever, and he asked them to pull over. So in the course of them pulling over, instead of hitting the brake, they hit the gas and they took off. So he looks at me. I look at him. I just came out of the freaking police academy. I'm like, what? You just get your ass in the car. So we got in the car, and we're following these two girls. Now, since we've been directing traffic for a period of time, traffic was pretty much bumper to bumper. So in order for, for them to try to elude us or get away, they had to pass all these stopped cars on the opposite side of the road. So there we were trying to catch these two girls uh, who were just passing everybody on the wrong side of the road. It was, it was insane. And eventually uh, it came to a point where there was a tractor trailer probably three or so miles down the road. There was a tractor trailer blocking the road unrelated to this accident, but just because of all the traffic that had been built up and they had nowhere to go. So you knew, all right, this is coming to a, a, a conclusion in the next five to 10 seconds. And I need to, I need to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. Cause I really don't know freaking what to do because you've gone through training, but, but really when the rubber hits the road and you actually have to put it into practice, sometimes uh, all that training goes right out the window, especially when you're stressed out and like, holy shit, this is my first night. So I looked at him and he looked at me and I said, well, what the hell are we doing? He's like, just grab one of them and put one of them in handcuffs. So we stopped the car. They stopped the car. They get out of the, they get out of the car and we just chased after these two girls. Uh, and we wind up putting them in handcuffs. I had now to picture this a brand new uniform, 
brand new flashlight, everything, you know, I had all the gear I thought I needed. Flashlight comes flying off my belt, goes into a river that's running adjacent to the roadway. Lost. Still haven't found it 15 years later. And I walked away from me. Meanwhile, I'll never forget there was a guy in a tractor trailer comes by and he's yelling. He's like, Yeah. He goes, Yeah, you guys kicked out. All right. Yeah. And I got to be telling you that these, these two girls, I, I, I think their excuse was, Well, she told me that I didn't have to stop. So I kept going. It was crazy. Put so many people at risk aside from themselves, but everybody else. But it was nuts. But the whole point was is that I was like, Holy shit, this is going to happen every night I'm working. This is awesome. Uh, and it never really. It didn't really happen that way. I wasn't in pursuit every night, but it was interesting because I, I took away a good memory from working with someone uh, who I felt was a really awesome leader, and it just it turned out to be a really cool story, and it was pretty exciting. So, yeah, interesting stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's that inspiration thing, uh, very important, and um, yeah, I think in order to be an effective leader, you have to go out there and inspire, and there are people doing that, so... If you're out there inspiring others, we say thank you. So with that being said, I want to thank you uh, for coming out today to the White Tiger Podcast. I appreciate you being here. I kind of felt this was a little bit of more of a serious episode. You know, normally I could throw in some some good funny stories uh, about myself and about others and kind of bust some balls. But I don't know. For whatever reason, I think this guy's a little bit more serious than some previous the previous three episodes. But. I promise you more hilarity coming soon. It's going to get good. It's going to get better, I should say. And again, a lot of it's contingent on you guys. So if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, anything you want to hear, you have any questions you want to get answered, if you want to tell me how great I sound or if you tell me how bad I sound, just go over to uh, my website at wtpodcast.com and feel free to go into the contact section and leave your information and say, you're the bomb. Keep it up. Or you're a douche. You know, stop production immediately. So, yeah, I appreciate it. And um, and thank you for your time. Because time is precious. So, I appreciate it. So, before I forget, I'd like to take a moment to extend a personal thank you to Jeff in Sheboygan, Mary Constance in Pismo Beach, and Uncle Bernard out in Central Florida representing the Village's retirement community. Because according to my podcast statistics, it appears that you three are my only listeners. So I really want to extend a heartfelt thank you. And Uncle Bernard, do me a favor and practice safe sex. Because I saw there was an article a while back that the Village's is dealing with some STD issues. It could be because... There's a lot of sex going on there. In addition, there's like a 10 to 1 female to male ratio. I know a couple of guys that should be taking advantage of that, even though it's probably way out of their age bracket, but they're not exactly batting 1,000 with women in their own age group. So with that being said, I want to thank you for joining me here today. Hopefully you're walking away with something. Um, I hope I made some sense. I hope uh, you enjoyed the material and the content. And don't forget to follow me on all your favorite social media accounts. You can find all those addresses and then some at WTPodcast.com. And also, when you're at WTPodcast.com, don't be afraid to click on the blog and see some of the articles that have been written there. A lot of them piggyback exactly what I'm talking about here, but you may find 
some more information and find some of it very interesting and laughable. Again, at my expense. Also, too, don't forget to click on the contact link. There you can fill in all your information and you can ask me a bunch of questions, hopefully get some answers, and yeah, maybe I'll use your content here on one of these episodes. I think that would be an awesome idea. So, Jeff, Mary Constance, and Uncle Bernard, if you're here out there and you hear me, feel free to shoot me an email. Thanks again, everybody. Appreciate you being here, and I will see you on the next episode of the White Tiger Podcast. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. 